Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you tired of the chaos, uncertainty, pivots, and oh-so-many changes from 2020? It's time to hit the reset button. Use those changes and pivots and all of the chaos, and it's time to leverage it into sustained success for 2021 and beyond. Join me and over 15 experts in the Biz Reset for 2021 Summit, where we're diving into the topics of marketing, management, mindset, and money, and discovering how to leverage all of the changes of the last year into sustained success for 2021 and beyond. Check it out at theaudienceconverter.com slash summit and grab your free ticket today. Welcome to another episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. And today we're going to be doing a very, very special best of wrap up episode for the year. If you are listening to this on the day it goes out, this is slated to go out on New Year's Eve, the last day of 2020. And I don't know about all of you, but my 2020 has definitely been an up, down, twist, turn, roller coaster. And so what I want to do today is just take a moment to reflect and take a moment to discuss some of the lessons learned, if you will, for community leaders in the last year. I know a lot of us, you know, we, we started out 2020, everyone was anticipating the new year, looking forward to a lot of new innovations, a lot of new things. I definitely recall, you know, December of 2019, when all of these articles were coming out about, well, all of these predictions, are they going to come true or not, right? Because everything that you had been seeing for years was by 2020, something was going to happen. Well, I don't think that anyone had uh, put it onto their little crystal ball prediction sheet that by 2020, we were going to have a global pandemic and global issues with businesses and the economy all over the world. So I know that all of us have kind of had a, a twisty turny year. As I mentioned, I have definitely had a twisty turny year, but you know, I want to take this time to not only look back on 2020 and some lessons learned, but also to do some reflections. I think often in the entrepreneurial community, we're always so go, 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 right? That's the mentality. You always have to be doing something. You always got to be moving forward. You always have to be inventing and, and trying new things because if you stand still, if you let things stand as they are, then you're not going to grow. And I think as a byproduct of that kind of approach to the world, we tend to forget all of the things that we do actually achieve and accomplish and the goals that we reach or exceed within a year. Too many of us and too often we we set these huge goals and if we don't meet them or if we meet other goals, but it's not that exact one, then we kind of get really hard on ourselves and we're like, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. When I kind of want to change the conversation to you know, I achieved this. I accomplished this. This is how I helped my community this year. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how I've helped my community and the achievements and the goals and and not in a sense of, oh, this is how great and wonderful it was, because you know what? I also faced a lot of hardships. I also had clients uh, disappearing into into clouds, right? Uh, just kind of disappearing because the the pandemic was scary and it's a scary thing going on. And it's still ongoing, but you know, you, you have a couple of choices, right? There are lots of people in my life who 
I just want to tend to focus on the negative. Oh my gosh, these are the horrible things going on. This is the horrible thing going on. This is another horrible thing going on. And I've taken it upon myself to decide, you know, I know what I can control. I know what I can handle. I know what I can do. I can't control other people's thoughts, other people's actions, other people's ideas. What I can control is me and how I make an impact and how I show up in the world. So I made a decision early on that I wanted to continue to show up. There were people who were on my list. There were people in my community who were there because they were looking for help with marketing. They were looking for help with copywriting. Uh, they wanted methods and ways and strategies and tactics and tips on exactly how they could continue to reach out to the people who were already looking for their help, the people who really needed what their services and products were. And I decided that I wanted to continue to help my community. They were there for a reason. They had raised their hand for a reason. So I was going to continue to help. I was going to continue to reach out. I was going to continue to message my people. You know, I wasn't going to just hide behind uh, the, the hidden corner of the internet or something. I know a lot of people, uh, they postpone things, they push things off. I had to postpone and push things off, but I also had to make a decision. Did I want to continue to run my business or did I want to uh, take a victim mentality of, oh, well, there are other people out there who can't, so I shouldn't either. And here's the thing. Whatever it is that you do, if you're a wealth coach, if you're a health coach, if you're a finance coach, if you are somebody who helps people find work-life balance, especially if you do work-life balance or work-life integration right now, there are people out there who need you. They need you. They're looking for you. And if you hide, if you stop talking about what you do, if you don't let it be known to the world how you can help others, they're not going to find you and you're doing them a disservice. So let's, let's kind of reflect a little bit on... Uh, how we can continue to show up and can continue to help. You know, one of the fellow copywriters that I follow, right, as a copywriter, I, am, I always got my hand in on what other copywriters are up to, what they're doing, how they're succeeding in life, because uh, I believe we're all, you know, all better together. Collaboration is much better than competition. I'm a member of something called JBology, and that's kind of their motto, and I'm a strong believer in that. And this copywriter, uh, you know, she had a successful business, and actually she had just transitioned out of taking on private clients. So she was strictly helping other copywriters to succeed. And of course, then the pandemic hit. So she had a couple of options, right? She could have decided, oh, well, I guess I'll just go take on some more private clients, even though I changed the direction and changed my purpose. Or she could have decided, oh, well, maybe I'll stop doing what I do because it's not right to, to charge people for my expertise and services. But she took a different approach. Instead, she created several high, high and very informative resources for freelancers, for people who were a little bit lost about what was going to happen next. She created all these free resources. And at the end of all those free resources, she told people, there is an opportunity for you right now. If you're looking for more help like this, if you're looking for more information around this particular topic, you can still join my community. So she kept her community open. And I just, I loved that approach so much because she was still giving, she was still helping. She was coming from a place of, well, exactly how can I continue to serve my community? But she wasn't going to shut her business either because as a business owner, as somebody who is building a business and contributing to her local economy, she's a huge supporter of her local economy. You know, it'd be wrong to just say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. So that's my personal opinion. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of lessons we can learn. One of the things I have found is that so many people were absolutely floored by the power of live events that went virtual. 
So many of them were like, I never would have thought if I did it virtually that this was going to work at all. And you know what? I view this as a blessing in disguise as well, because now the barrier for entry to doing live events has never been lower. Now more and more people can use the power of live events, use the power of that networking opportunity, use the power of spending three days with somebody to showcase who you are, how you serve them, how you help them because it's all online. So if somebody has access to the internet, then they can join you. As opposed to having to hop on a plane, book a room in a hotel, make sure that they had to fill enough rooms in the hotel, renting out space in a hotel or an event venue, all of which are very cost prohibitive. And uh, you know, for somebody who's just starting out in business, it's really difficult to be able to set those types of things aside. So what we found, of course, is that not only are these live virtual events working, but it's making it easier than ever for other people to go ahead and host a live event. I am one of those people. A year ago, I would have never contemplated that I was going to be opening and hosting not only a summit of my own, but a live event within 12 months of the pandemic happening. When I launched this podcast, which we recently crossed our one-year birthday, which was very exciting for me, when I launched this podcast, I had just also transitioned, right? I had moved or pivoted or changed, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I did it before the pandemic. And it was, you know, a catch-22, right? I had already left uh, an industry that was really hard hit. I was working in the travel industry before. But I also didn't have much of a network to draw on in the new year, right? In the new reality and the new normal. But, you know, I never would have contemplated. I, I, I had this idea, oh, I want to host a live event, but it's going to be, you know, three years down the line. Well, 12 months later, I am going to be hosting a live event. My live event will be happening in February. But before that, I am hosting a summit, uh, January 19th through the 22nd. It's called the Biz Reset for 2021 Summit. And it was so much easier for me to contemplate, oh, is this something people are actually going to want? Because I was able to look around and see, yes. This is something people are looking for. People will show up to virtual events. They will participate. They will engage in them because it's the information they're looking for. And when, you know, when everything started to happen, I was so kind of lost. I was like, I, I don't, I want to help. I want to help, but I don't really know how. I have no clue what I can do as somebody who's not a doctor or not a scientist. What can I do to continue to help people? And the, you know, the only thing I could think of was I can continue to serve my community. So I continued to send my emails. I continued to, to message people. I continued to grow my network. I continued to collaborate with people, which also uh, opened new streams of income for me. And at the end of 2020, I went to an event, another online virtual event, right? And they were talking about summits. And I was like, you know, everywhere I turn, people are talking about well, it's a new normal or when is normal going to return or I can't wait until this is all over thinking that things are just going to go back to how they were. And that's not the case. And it's a good thing because so many of us now have had to really think deep about who we want to serve, how we want to serve them, what that looks like for us, right? A lot of people become entrepreneurs or at least become freelancers, which was the world I entered into because they want to leave the nine to five right? They want to leave corporate. They want to leave the nine to five. They don't want to have to go into the office anymore. They want to cut out their commute. Well, a lot of people got their wish. <laughs> a lot of people suddenly found themselves working from home. And then they found that the reality may or may not have fit them. And I think that was such a powerful happening for so many people because you got a taste 
you got a taste of what it's like to be your own boss. Yes, some of us still had to clock in virtually. Some people still had to attend virtual meetings, but you didn't have to prepare that extra 45 minutes to an hour and a half from the time you woke up to the time you needed to be at the office because there was no commute. There was no reason for you to have to, you know, lots of people, if, if it was a non-meeting day where you weren't going to have to be on camera with anybody, you didn't necessarily need to get into a power suit and put on makeup or, you know, uh, do all of those extra steps or even pack your lunch, right? You just go upstairs and eat your lunch. So I think for so many of us, we got a taste of what entrepreneurship and work from home life might actually be, which gave us all a new perspective. And it also helped those of us who were already living that kind of life to really dive into, well, okay, now that everyone's online, right? So much competition, if you want to look at it that way. So many other people who offer what I offer, they're not in person anymore. They are online. So how am I going to stand out? So I think this was also a great year for us to really figure out how we differentiate ourselves, how our messaging, how our branding, how our approach to the way we do things can really stand out and why that's so attractive to other people. And it was an opportunity for us to really sit down and decide what is most important right now. You know, there was this perception, which I never quite understood, that, uh, oh, everyone's at home now, so we all have tons of extra time, right? We all have so much extra time because we're all at home. Now, if you were one of those who were not able to, to hold on to uh, employment, right, uh, the, the company had to do lots of layoffs or there were furloughs or what have you, um, you know, maybe you weren't spending your time working from home, but for tons of people, they were still working from home. And so this idea that suddenly they're going to have all this extra time when, you know, minus the commute, they still had to be working from home those days. So it became really powerful for a lot of people. Oh, everyone's working from home. What is it that I actually need to get done in this specific set of time? Especially when, you know, people had kids at home, their spouses were home. Maybe they weren't able to sit down and dedicate that full eight hours like they used to be able to. So what became most important? And the things that stood out, the things that floated to the top, that is what's important. That is what's most important. And then figuring out also, what are the things I can hand off, right? What are the things that I can hand off? At the beginning, when I had first got started, I had this idea I had to do everything myself. It was so important. I needed to do everything myself. But it's really, really difficult to build a community if you're doing everything yourself. Because you are only one person. You only have 24 hours in a day, just like everybody else. And can you give 110% of yourself if 110% of your time is dedicated to other people if you're not taking the time for yourself. So being able to decide, well, what are the things that I could hand off? What are the procedures I could automate that I can hand off to software, that I can hand off to an automation tool, that I can hand off to another person, right? It doesn't have to be something that, oh, I have to go and hire a VA. But for one example, you know, I have a tool I use, which I love, that promotes my podcast. I publish a new episode. It goes live, it creates 12 months of social media marketing, and I will put the link in the show notes. I'm a, I'm a referral partner for them, and I, I absolutely love them. I've been using them for years, but I finally took the time to sit down and actually plan out how I wanted that procedure to look. And then I handed it off to somebody. So not only is it completely automated, but the part that is not automated, the part that the software can't take care of, I have a person now who takes care of it for me. And it's just, it's, it's freed up so much mental space for me, 
And I think it's something that, you know, I've had, I've had uh, people on, I've had a lot of wonderful, wonderful speakers on about how to be more productive, about how to make better use of your time, about how to use automations in your business. Uh, but it's one of those things that a lot of people I feel were putting off and there's never been a better time, right? Do you want to take advantage of the fact that you are at home, but you would like an hour lunch break instead of 30 minutes, you want two hours instead of an hour? What is something you can automate and hand off? So as we prepare for 2021, there's a few things I want you to contemplate. And there's a few things I, I have for you to make it easier for you. First, I'll be listing a series of links uh, in the show notes that I use to make that automation happen. I know so many people, they're like, I realize there are so many things I could be handing off, but I really don't know how to get started. So number one, I've mentioned this before, is ConvertKit. They create landing pages. You can upload a lead magnet and you can get up to 1,000 subscribers automatically for free. Now, you can't build automations at the free tier, but it's free to get started. You can build landing pages. You can host your lead magnets there. And automatically, when somebody signs up to your list, they will get your free gift. Okay, there's nothing more powerful than that. To have a way for people to visit your website or to visit a landing page of some kind, if you don't even have a website yet, to start promoting what you do and start gathering the names of people who say, yes, I'm interested, I wanna hear more. Another tool I'm gonna to tell you about is called Social Bee. And I love Social Bee. It is my social media scheduler. And it, it takes information and I create categories for it. So every time I have a promotion, whether that's for myself or for someone else, there's a category for promotions. And I, I upload it, I create it, I add the things I need and it automatically cycles it through a calendar that I've already set up. And then I add other content that I want to put out to social to let people know about, you know, other really great articles I find and uh, really fun, you know, things to talk about. All of this kinds of things, you know, I could go in and post them manually in each of those channels, but that takes time and that takes energy. And it's so much mental headspace. So when using a tool like this, it lets you set it and forget it. So I have filled my calendar for months in advance. And if I need to change something or rearrange it, it's very easy to do. And then of course, the other tool I mentioned was Missing Letter, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. And uh, there's another tool out there that so many people are, are starting to explore. Uh, again, you can, you can sign up for a free tier, but it's another way for you to get in touch with people who are looking to find people like you. It's called Be Connected. And so many people, it's, it's kind of like a, people have described it as LinkedIn and Facebook had a love child. I'm not quite sure about that particular description, but it's a great networking tool. It's people who are looking to connect with other people. They're actively looking, they're wanting it. And it's an AI matchmaking algorithm that'll connect you with the people who are you know, a great fit for who you're looking for. No matter what that is, if you're looking for somebody to create fun little boxes to send to your clients, I met somebody like that on the, on the platform. She's amazing and a great connection for me. Uh, if you're looking for people like me, you know, if you're looking for a copywriter, a graphic designer, there are so many different types of professionals on this platform, but all of them are looking to connect with others. So I will give you a link to that. You can get a couple of free connections at the free tier as well. So those are some tools that, you know, I want to be able to share for you to explore and for you to really know that there are ways for you to start building automations and processes into everything you do. So, you know, something that a lot of us used to think was impossible, right? Oh, I have to spend hours and hours and hours on LinkedIn. You can get a Be Connected account and 
put in who you're looking for and get connected. And then of course you still have to do a regular phone call, but you don't have to do all of the searching because the tool is going to do the searching for you. So automations and processes are a huge, huge part of uh, how to prepare for 2021. And then I, I just want to take a moment to also note down what you want out of 2021. I think there were so many people I have spoken with at least who, you know, they wanted a good launch. They wanted a good list building opportunity. They wanted something, you know, kind of nebulous. I want to have a good business. I want to have a six-figure year. But they didn't really attach that to what that looks like. If you have a good launch, what does that look like? What does that mean for you? If you have 100% success on your launch, does that mean five people signed up? Does that mean 500 people signed up? Do you want to be serving 500 people on a one-to-one basis? Do you want to serve 500 people on a course basis? What does that look like for you? And then when you reach that success point, what are you going to do with it? How is your life going to change? And why are you working towards that goal? For me, I'm looking to uh, create a certain income goal. And then with that income goal, I want to set up a couple of scholarships for more people to be able to access entrepreneurial tools, access entrepreneurial resources. Um, It's something I've, I've loved entrepreneurship. And I think it's something that too many people don't even know about until well into adulthood. And I would like uh, to expand those opportunities. So, you know, set, set a couple of intentions and goals, you know, income, list size, number of clients, whatever it looks like for you. So then also define what success looks like for those events and then how it's going to change your life, what you're going to be able to do once you reach that level. So again, you know, 2021 is around the corner, literally, probably a couple of hours away at this point. But 2020, while it had a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns, it also had a lot of learning moments. And, uh, you know, I launched a new podcast and uh, reached the one year mark in the last uh, couple of months. I uh, opened a completely new business. I 10xed, or more than 10xed, actually, my email list in the last 12 months. I have you know, gotten a handful of new clients. I've launched a couple of new workshops and new summit is launching within 12 months. I've launched a course. I've met so many amazing people. I'm talking dozens and dozens of great, great friends and colleagues and uh, fellow business owners who we all lift each other up. There's just so much that I am thankful and grateful for in the year of 2020. And I would love to know, uh, you know, how 2020 has affected you. What were your wins? do reach out at contact at theaudienceconverter.com with your wins, with your goals, with your anticipations, which, uh, you know, other kinds of tools you'd like access to, whatever it is, I would love to hear from you to find out how your year went and what you're looking forward to in 2021. Let's let 2021 be the year for sustained success. Take those pivots, leverage them into success, fun, and profit in 2021 and beyond. And in order to help you do that, please do check out the audienceconverter.com slash summit and sign up to be an attendee at the Biz Reset for 2021 Summit. I have got some amazing experts and speakers coming on talking about money, marketing, management, mindset, all of the things you need to run a great business that lets you run a great community, that lets you make a great impact in the world. And it's completely free. Okay. Uh, Yes, you have an opportunity to, to get the recordings, but if you want to attend live, 
It is absolutely 100% free, and please do check it out at theaudienceconverter.com slash summit. All right, so we are wrapping up 2020. It is the end of the year, but nowhere near the end of the Audience Converter podcast, and I'm so thankful to have you listening to me today, and I would love to hear your feedback, love to hear about your goals, your triumphs, your tribulations, and, you know, your troubles and your obstacles in the last year and what your big goals are so that I can help create more content for you that speaks to what you need in 2021 and beyond. So community leaders, thank you so much for listening. And remember, until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.